Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is episode number 209 of the Your Strata Property podcast. This is the place where I help you to make sense of this crazy world that is apartment living. This week we are getting behind the scenes of some changes that have recently happened to the regulation of our strata managing agents. There were some pretty significant reforms that took place in New South Wales on the 23rd of March 2020. You'll be forgiven if these flew under the radar for you. A few other things going on in the world at the moment. But I had a chat with Sasha Bow from Real Estate Training Solutions, and she has explained the need to know behind these reforms for our strata managing agents. I'll take you over to that chat very soon. First up, a quick word about COVID. I do want to make sure that you know you can access up-to-date information and resources about COVID-19 and strata living over at our dedicated webpage, covidandapartments.info. That is the place that I have set up as your information hub to find the links to helpful resources, websites, up-to-date information. It is also where you will find the link to the replay of last week's mega webinar, Safe and Harmonious Apartment Living During COVID-19, a webinar brought to you by City of Sydney Council, which I guest hosted. I called it a mega webinar because we had well over 600 people registered for that webinar. Owners, strata managers, committee members, and very close to 500 actually turning up, tuning in on the day, which is just massive for a webinar. I've been running webinars for a couple of years now, and we usually operate on the assumption that maybe about 50% of those who register will turn up. And I was just blown away by the interest, the need for that information There has been a bit of confusion, COVID confusion, I've been calling it, circulating for our apartment buildings, for our strata owners. And that webinar was a great place to provide some clarity, to answer lots and lots of questions and bring together, if you like, some of the loose ends that have been causing some anxiety. I was really happy to be able to give peace of mind to many of you through that webinar. So you can absolutely check out the replay. If you go to covidandapartments.info, you will see a link there in the list of resources to the webinar replay. And thank you once again to Megan Chatterton at City of Sydney Council for doing all the hard work that goes into organizing a webinar of that scale and so quickly as well. Now I'm about to take you over to my chat with Sasha Bow. Sasha is a previous podcast guest. You first heard from her way back in episode 109, exactly 100 episodes ago. We managed that well. 
Sasha is the Managing Director of Real Estate Training Solutions. Established in 2003, Real Estate Training Solutions, or RETS for short, is an ASQA registered training organisation that provides accredited training to New South Wales property agents. And as you'll hear, Sasha is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the ins and outs of training and education for our strata managers, including the types of qualifications now necessary to be able to carry out particular functions within strata management. Now, you'll hear Sasha and I about halfway through our chat talk about trust accounts. And we're referring to the trust accounts that our strata managers operate on behalf of our owners corporations in New South Wales. And Sasha drew to my attention that while these new regulations actually prevent certain license holders from authorizing certain transactions on trust accounts, that doesn't apply to our class two strata managing agents. And you'll hear me say that I just wanted to look up some law on that to be clear where that is set out in the new regulation. And you'll find that in regulation 4C of the property stock agents regulation, which makes clear that a strata managing agent who holds a class one or class two license may exercise all managing agent functions with the exception that only the licensee in charge can deal with the business's trust account, that is the trust account that may belong to the agency itself, that being of course more relevant to real estate agents than strata managing agents. There is otherwise no prohibition on a strata managing agent authorising transactions or the withdrawal of money from an owner's corporation's trust account of course, with all the usual authorities and instructions that must be given by an owner's corporation to its strata managing agent. There's a good summary of this over on the New South Wales Fair Trading website. There is a link to that page in the show notes to this episode. It clearly sets out the changes and relevant changes to authorised functions for the different licence classes. There's also links in the show notes to the relevant legislation, bearing in mind that the Property Stock and Business Agents Act in New South Wales has now been renamed the Property and Stock Agents Act. So with that, here is your crash course in the property industry reforms having taken effect in New South Wales on the 23rd of March. So far as they impact our strata managers, you're getting the need to know with Sasha Bow. Sasha Bow, how are you today? Good, thank you. Doing very well. Excellent to hear. It's great to have you on the show again. It has been some time, way back in episode 109, we were chatting about this raft of changes that was due in New South Wales when it comes to licensing and CPD requirements for strata managers. That was back in July 2018. I think it was Mm. due to start the 1st of July 2018. Am I right that nothing happened between then and now? (laughs) Pretty much. We've been waiting. So I think the Act was approved at the beginning of 2018 and we've been waiting for the regulations which finally came into effect on the 23rd of March. So there was a huge gap and things I think got pushed through 
Like you wouldn't think, how, why would it be pushed through when it took so damn long for it to happen? But in the end, everything just got pushed through on the 23rd of March. And look, the Residential Tenancies Act got pushed through then too. So as far as the property sector goes, there was a lot of um, implementation of a lot of significant changes on the 23rd of March. Yeah, 23rd of March 2020, which in the world as a whole has been a very interesting time. We're recording this at the beginning of April and we're all very much still in that interesting time. So we've had changes commencing 23rd of March to some qualification, education, training requirements for real estate agents, for strata managers. We've also had new Residential Tenancy Act provisions commence on that date. What I'd really like to talk to you about today, Sasha, is to walk us through these reforms so far as they impact our strata managers. And my understanding is when it comes to training, when it comes to licensing, CPD requirements, our strata managers are impacted by these changes. I haven't had a close look at them. I have been saving up for my chat with you. So fill us in. What's the need to know here for strata managers? Okay, so I guess in the property sector, the strata managers, we've definitely been impacted, not as greatly as the real estate sector, but definite changes to the property sector. So probably the biggest uh, change that's going to impact these guys in the strata sector is the change to classes of licence. So we've sort of operated on a two-tier licence structure in the past. So what we're seeing now is this three-tiered licence structure. So certificate of registration holders, so we'll start at the bottom, are now going to be called assistant agents. All right, so I'll talk about the qualification requirements to sit around those in a sec. So I'll just run through the the different classes of licence first. So what agents will find if they jump onto the New South Wales Fair Trading website and they were certificate of registration holders, they will see if they look themselves up, which they can do, um, they will see that they've actually been flipped into what's called an assistant agent. So that's the first new change, I guess. So certificate of registrations are now called assistant agents. The next class is the class two, which is a, a, a strata agent, and that person would normally have been just the strata agent, you know, that we know from previously. And then we've got another class, which is the class one, which is the licensee in charge class. So significantly uh, for the strata sector, what we've found is with the qualification requirements, we've been sitting on a three-unit course for the certificate of registration. We are now sitting at a seven-unit course for mm-hmm. the Certificate of Registration or that assistant agent. The Certificate 4 or the qualification required to become a Class 2 agent hasn't changed. So for strata agents, it is still exactly the same. So they still need to fulfil that Cert 4 to become a Class 2 agent. And the Class 1, that's changed significantly as well. They need to do a diploma, okay, to become a Class 1 agent. Mm-hmm. Another significant change that's sitting in underneath there is a, a time requirement. So you can't just do your certificate for and become a class two strata agent. You have to show that you've operated as a, an assistant agent for a 12-month period and there is a log of things that you need to make sure that you've completed in that 12-month time frame. Fair Trading haven't actually released um, the, there's a report and you have to put it in a certain paperwork that they want you to fill in to show that. There is apparently going to be some type of online upload system eventually on the Fair Trading website where that can go. Mm -hmm. It's not there at the moment. And I'm not quite sure how they're going to be checking up until that point. But at this stage, you have to, if you're an assistant agent and you want to go to a strata agent, essentially, um, you'll have to do a certificate for qualification and you have to show 12 months experience 
plus that log of certain things that you have to complete. If you want to see a list of what that log includes, you can see it in the back of the regulations for the, the changes to the stock. Um, property and stock agents act so you'll find those in the back of that regulation if you need to see a list of those um, requirements and i will put a link to both the relevant page on the fair trading website and also to the legislation itself under this episode so our listeners can go and check that out sasha you've mentioned there the three tiers assistant agents, strata agents, and class one licensees in charge. Do you have any data around or do you know what most of our strata managers, say in New South Wales, where we both are, are practicing under? Are they mostly certificate of registration holders or do they fall into this class two strata agents? Yeah, look, the statistics that come out of um, Fair Trading New South Wales, there's about 50,000 licensed or certificate of registration holders in the property sector in okay. New South Wales. Right. The stats showing there's about 26,000 certificate of registration holders. Now, there's obviously going to be um, some of those, obviously, strata certificate of registration holders. Um, so they haven't got specific figures for us that we can access um, mm-hmm. on the, the number that are actually strata certificate of registration holders. But there will, from my experience, and you know, being in and out of strata offices, most people have their certificate of registration. Mm. Um, that's what they're operating on. Now, it's probably a good time to mention that within four years, if you're a current certificate of registration holder and you rolled into your assistant agent on the 23rd of March, you now have four years to progress to a certificate four or class two license. Mm-hmm. This is now a requirement of New South Wales Fair Trading. You cannot operate just on your certificate of registration assistant agent qualification anymore. You have to be shown to be progressing to a full certificate for class two license. Mm-hmm. Now fair trading is saying if you haven't done that by 2024, which is where we'll end up after that four years, you will be kicked out essentially of the sector for 12 months. Wow. Yeah. So it's a considerable change. So agents really need to be aware, uh, I guess if you're a licensee in charge, of where your staff are at as far as their qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, a little training audit in the office to see, the skills audit to see where everyone's up to is a great idea and they need to be progressing towards their Cert 4. And Fair Training have mandated that there's a minimum of three units that someone has to complete per year. So if you're a Certificate of Registration Assistant Agent and you have to progress to that Cert 4 in four years, you have to do a minimum of three units a year. If Fair Trading audit you, that's what they'll want to see. They'll want to see that you've completed three units from that Cert 4 every year leading up to the four-year time frame. Okay. Hope that makes sense. It does, yeah. You mentioned earlier a 12-month period to progress over to Strata Agent. What's that about? Okay, so we sort of, we've got quite a few requirements now that sit from the assistant agent to a class two. So you have to progress from an assistant agent to a class two license. You have to, okay? There's no just sitting on your certificate of registration anymore. If you decide you want to be a strata agent and you can't just do a cert four and become a strata agent anymore, you have to do your assistant agent certificate, which is seven units. You then need to show that you've held that position for 12 months. Mm-hmm. And you need to complete your full certificate four to become a class two license. Fair trading are giving you four years, okay, to get to that point. You can do it faster, um, but that's just the stipulation around fair trading requirements. Okay, so those strata managers who are listening or those licensees in charge who are thinking about their staff, they can work with their 
certificate of registration holders, the formerly certificate of registration holders, now assistant yeah. agents, to get them moving across to that strata agent class two qualification. Yes. Uh, and they can do that within 12 months if they're able to um, do the required units. And you mentioned they're um, filling in a... There's a list of jobs they have to show that they've actually undertaken in that 12 months. It's quite prescriptive. When I say prescriptive, there's a list, but they're not so prescriptive that someone who's doing a normal strata management job wouldn't be fulfilling. So um, it's not too onerous. It's just you need to make sure that you're signing off. And my understanding is that the licensee in charge will have to sign off to say that those have been completed, those roles have been undertaken. Okay. Why would a strata manager who is sitting on the new assistant agent qualification want to progress? Uh, I hear what you said that it's mandatory over four years. Is there some greater recognition for strata agents? Are there more responsibilities, duties? How do you see this playing out practically in a strata management office? What different things, I suppose, would the strata agents be doing as compared to the certificate of registration holders? Look, essentially, unless you're just sort of back office and doing support role, Mm -hmm. if you're just doing the normal strata management role, but have been under your certificate of registration, really it's just you're ticking a box to say you have progressed Mm -hmm. and you've completed uh, further training. Anyone who's been working as a certificate of registration assistant agent for any amount of time will be undertaking all the roles anyway as what is a class two strata Mm -hmm. manager. They'll get recognition of prior learning. So if they're having to undertake that Cert 4, they don't have to go and do any additional training. Really, if they're an experienced person, they'll be able to undertake that pathway through the recognition of prior learning or RPL pathway, which recognises their current skills and knowledge. And we map that across and go, hey, you're already doing this. We're not going to make you undertake training. You're proficient, you're competent. Then we can sign off to say that they, they can do those things as they move towards their cert four. So for people who've had some time in the sector, it doesn't have to be onerous. It's really for those new people, they would have to sort of go, oh, I know nothing about strata, I'm going to have to do the full certificate four. But people who are experienced, it, it shouldn't be too much of a, a trouble or a bother, hopefully. Mm. And I would have thought from a business owner perspective, being able to tell your clients, tell your buildings that you have qualified strata agents working for them as opposed to assistant agents. So I'm, I'm quite interested in this terminology change. Yes. They've made quite clear that someone on a certificate of registration is an assistant agent, they are not a strata agent. Yeah. Um, so I suppose if I put myself in the shoes of the client and I'm working with my strata manager and I inquire about their qualifications and they say they're an assistant agent, I think, oh, does that mean that they're qualified to manage my building? Uh, shouldn't yeah. I have a, a strata agent with the yes. higher level of, of qualification? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Fair Training have made it very, very clear too. If you are an assistant agent, you cannot put anything you cannot infer in any way in your business card, for example, or on your signature on your um, on your emails that you are anything other than an assistant agent. So you can't put strata manager. You could probably use different terminology completely, but there can't be any inference around the fact that you're a class two or a strata manager. You have to use assistant agent or nothing at all. Yes. And that Am I right that that hasn't been the case on a certificate of registration? Are there, and maybe this is more a question for the strata management companies, but are there agents out there on a certificate of registration calling themselves strata managers? Yeah, look, I think up until now, I don't think that's been a problem Mm. because there hasn't been this stipulation around this assistant agent terminology. Look, I know when the consultation was going on from the strata sector, I remember hearing um, 
the buzz that they were not happy about having to be, yeah, there might have been a strata manager looking after, you know, executive committees, whatever, um, to now have to be called an, an assistant agent it mm-hmm. didn't sit well. And I get it, you know, you're experienced people. So because impetus probably to get up to speed with that um, class two and get your call done as soon as you can, they will recognise your experience retrospectively too. So let's just say you're being rolled into an assistant agent, you've been working in the sector for 10 years, Get your Cert 4 done and then lodge your application to go up to your Class 2 and they you can show your experience um, retrospectively. Not, it's not 12 months' experience from the 23rd of March. Mm-hmm. You can show experience. It goes back for however long you've got it. Okay, good to know. Now tell me, Sasha, are there any changes with this Class 1, the licensee in charge? What are their qualification requirements, education requirements, new responsibilities, new duties? Yeah. Look, the, the changes around the Class 1 licence, there's a lot of um, – support around these. The changes that I'm about to explain will stop someone, say, going to TAFE and doing, you know, an 18-year-old, going to TAFE uh, straight out of school and doing uh, a diploma and then starting their strata business next year. Okay. It's going to stop um, people who, who have no idea about how the strata the strata sector runs from just opening a business and starting. So it's a risk It's a risk strategy, which um, I know there's been a fair bit of support in the sector around this. So what it means is if you're a current licensee in charge, you would have identified to fair trading probably by now that that's what you do and you will be rolled straight into a class one license. If you are coming into the sector and you say, hey, I want to open a strata business and become a, a licensee in charge, there is now a very clear pathway. So you have to start at the assistant agent. You have to get that 12 months experience moving towards getting your certificate for class two. You then need to sit on your class two license for two years before you can apply for your diploma or become a class one licensee in charge. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, there's like a pretty much a three-year pathway from getting into the sector to becoming and opening your own business. And like I said, it's great, I think, um, because we're just not getting people who are getting into the sector and just starting a business with no idea about how maybe the strata sector works. So there's a bit of experience there um, before they're allowing you to, you know, take on trust accounts and manage staff. So I think it's a good thing. That's the biggest change. And you might have said this earlier, Sasha, but what has the pathway been for moving to the licensee in charge from that strata manager role as opposed to certificates of registration? If you are a strata manager moving to a licensee in charge, you could just do it? Is, is yes, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, there was no formal pathway. There was no differentiation between everyone just did, you did your certificate for and once you've got your certificate for, if you were the licensee in charge, you know, you get your corporation license and whatever else you needed to do as far as fair trading, starting your business. Um, but yeah, you would just do that role. You'd have you'd be the supervisor, so you'd have some supervisionary guidelines that you'd have to follow. But there was no that next level up, which is what we have now. There's that differentiation between just your class two and your class one. Okay. And there was some talk way back in 2018 about trust account requirements and signing off on trust monies, moving money around. Where has that ended up now in 2020? All right. Really interesting. I'll put you on the spot. (laughs) No, 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 not at all because I just want to make sure I've got the wording right. So, okay, so assistant agents cannot operate or touch a trust account essentially mm-hmm. but in the I was at a session with fair trading when was it in March, just before everything changed so it would have been a couple of weeks ago so early March and this little tiny bit came up on the PowerPoint 
that no one really noticed. And I went back and read the PowerPoint again and went, wait a second. So this is what it says on the PowerPoint. I read it out words word. The licensee in charge is the only person who can authorise the release of money from the agency's trust accounts. This does not apply to the accounts of the owner's corporation in Strata. What? <laughs> yeah. So it would appear that Strata agents have jumped up and down a little and said, hey, we need to be able to pay bills or, you know, do things for the owner's corporation. You know, there are all these little trust accounts sitting, you know, within an organisation. It's a big job for one licensee in charge of a large strike company or even a smaller one because it could often be lots of trust accounts to have to press the button and say go on all of those Mm -hmm. little baby whatever they are trust accounts so yeah obviously they've come up with something and said well strata agents are exempt for the owner's corporation accounts Mm, okay so it could be something that needs to be dug into a little bit it was like I said it's just one little sentence on one page of this giant powerpoint about lots of other things so for the Mm. strata sector that could be a bit of a reprieve okay I'm going to have a closer look at that for our listeners and I will dig into the supporting regulations and see if I can find that and in the intro to this episode I will make sure that I give that clarification Um, yeah very interesting um, yeah, it is, and I, I, you know, it's better you interpret it with your, you know, with your legal hat on um, than me try to interpret it. So yeah, yeah, significant though. Sasha, ongoing CPD. Are there changes there for both licensees in charge and yeah. your uh, class two? Yeah, significant changes. Um, so we're not calling things hours anymore. We're calling them points. So that's the the, the first thing. Anyone who's progressing from an assistant agent certificate of registration to that cert four, that is what is seen as their CPD. So they don't actually have any formalised CPD they need to complete. They need to be shown to either be completing the cert four and getting it done straight away, going to the class two, or as I mentioned before, getting that minimum three units completed a year until that four-year period. So that's classed as the CPD for the assistant agent or certificate of registration holders. If you're a class two agent, you now have to do six hours of CPD. Now, that's been broken into two components. You have three compulsory hours you need to complete and three elective hours you need to complete. And fair trading, you can only do those compulsory points through approved providers of CPD. And fair trading are currently going through the application process at the moment to approve providers. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a mixture of association bodies, people like us, RTOs, other bodies who will apply. Um, But, yeah, you have to go through the approval process and we have a curriculum we need to write to. So this year's compulsory um, areas are risk management, changes to the reforms and rules of conduct. So those are the compulsory. So there's one hour for each. So that's your three compulsory. And the electives are pretty much, they look like the old CPD. They're a mixture of, you know, things that are going to help, you know, you learn about your job or whatever, your similar next year, communication skills or whatever. So that's for your class two. So they have to do those annually. If you're a class one agent, you'll have to do those class two requirements plus an extra three hours around business. So, you know, you might do financials or HR. Um, So you have to do three hours that cover that, but you won't need to worry about that until 2021. Mm -hmm. So those class one agents have got sort of a little bit of time up their sleeve, Um, but those class two agents were in that next phase now. So from now on, you guys will need to get your, um, your, your CPD completed compulsory electives. The other item I think worth mentioning is that I had read somewhere about a six-month transition 
period for this legislation. I think perhaps because we are in this crazy time of the world at the moment. So what does that mean in terms of compliance? What is this six-month transition? Yeah, look, my understanding of the six-month transition is it doesn't mean you can't be seen to be transitioning or going towards the, you know, fulfilling the requirements. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing your CPD. You still need to be shown to be actually attempting to fulfill the requirements. But I think what you'll see is rather than being fined, Mm. potentially if you haven't done something it'll be more of an educative process they'll say hey you know you need to get this done I can see you haven't done whatever it might be and um, that's just not around the training and the qualifications I think that's around everything uh, that, that sits under the new changes so yeah more of an educative approach as opposed to a compliance you know slap on the wrist more than hey you should be doing this mm. no fines at this stage so yep um i probably should mention there too um as far as significant change around the class one license is the supervisionary guidelines it always has been but the new supervisionary guidelines for a licensee in charge um they're quite robust you need to be making sure you've got processes and procedures in place to fulfill the requirements of the supervisionary guidelines and that licensing charge now, you are very responsible for everything that goes on in your workplace, as you always have been, but now you, there's certain things you have to make sure that you're doing. You're going to be responsible for making sure your staff are getting their CPD done. Um, you will get fined if they're not, if they're not transitioning to that CERT 4 as assistant agents, all those sorts of things. But there are some new supervisionary guidelines that came out uh, February 2020. So jump onto the Fair Trading website. I mentioned you might put a link on your site. Yeah, they're there. They're pretty concise. Um, but please, yeah, you need to make sure you've got some policies and procedures that sit in underneath um, the supervisory guidelines. Mm. And a really good lead in there, Sasha, to the, the broader view that I wanted to discuss with you. What do you see the impact of these reforms being over the long term? It's sounding to me like we are increasing the standard of education, uh, professionalism, perhaps we're making very clear where the buck stops. Are we going to see higher fees charged by strata managers? Do you think this is a path to greater respect for this profession, what should be, in my view, a profession? How do you see this changing the future of strata management? Look, in my personal opinion, um, as far as the strata side of things go with the property, I don't see huge changes. You guys have still got exactly the same qualification to get your class two. Yes, there's that diploma, which, as I said before, and you know, that experience component, I think that's fantastic. Um, we're not just having people opening businesses on a whim, mm. um, you know, thinking, oh, there's money to be made in strata, hey, I'm going to do that. Um, there has to be a serious uh, decision-making around going down that pathway that's great at the top end but as far as our you know class two you know you strata your qualifications haven't changed you still have to do the same thing to become a class two or an agent I think the entry bar to get into the strata side of things so that assistant agent it's now seven units in my personal opinion that's too high okay real estate's only got five Tell me what that equates to. At the moment, my understanding has been at the moment or previous to the 23rd of March, it was something like a three-day course that you could yeah. do to become to uh, obtain your certificate of registration. What is it now for to become an assistant agent? Yeah, so it's seven units. So it's the same three that were always there, the three units that everyone would have undertaken prior to the 23rd, plus an extra four units. And they sit around customer service, quality, dealing with conflict. So they're not bad skills to have. Probably the only, uh, the silver lining in it is those units actually carry across into that certificate form. 
Okay, so in getting those seven units done, you're getting seven units of your class two cert for completed. So there's 18 units in that course. So you're getting seven knocked over. But I still think as an entry level, um, you know, we're talking about barriers to entry. And the government are always saying we try to keep those, you know, low so we can get people into the sector. I feel it's been lifted a little high. I was disappointed that the strata sector didn't push back harder to fair trading with the seven units. Um, real estate got five. Mm. So why there's a difference, I'm, you know, I just don't think the voice was loud enough. I think that people didn't understand enough about, you know, what the implications might be around that entry level course. You know, again, you've got to try to find the silver lining. You know, you are getting knocked over seven units towards that licence. but Yeah, yeah. and you are being mandated that you do have to make that transition within four years. Correct. Um, practically, how, how does the seven units play out? Say, for example, what are you providing for people who want to do that assistant agent course? Yeah, we've got that online um, so people can access that. It's been, um, the course has been set up that people can do it in a correspondence mode. They've got access to a tutor if they need it. We can run it face-to-face, obviously not at the moment, um, but if we need to, we can go in and run it in an organisation in the future. As you mentioned before, it was about a three-day face-to-face course at three units previously. They right. can do it in their own time. You know, we give them about six months to get it done. If you put your head down and you bottom up to get it done at home, you know, giving it a good seven and a half, eight-hour day, you'd probably get it done in about seven to eight days. Mm, it long. is a little chunkier. But, again, if you've worked, if you've been working in customer service or, you know, even retail hospitality and you're coming across into the strata sector, we would definitely recognise the skills that you're bringing in that customer service environment dealing with conflict and you would get some recognition so we, that would cut down the amount of time you'd actually have to spend with your head down doing the course. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Okay, what is, Sasha, one, if you can, cut it down to one key takeaway here for our strata managers listening. Having heard all of this, what do you suggest their next step is? Be aware of the changes. There's a lot of people who I don't think even know <laughs> that mm. they've happened. Get onto the Fair Trading website. It's got a lot of really useful information. Um, they're starting to trim it down a bit, some from the old stuff. So, you know, poke about a bit and have a look at what your responsibilities are because at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to know what you are supposed to be doing. And, look, that CP, that compulsory CPD this year is, is a cracker, especially the units around the reforms and the changes. So even if you're an assistant agent and you're supposed to be transitioning to that cert for and Technically, you don't need to be doing that compulsory CPD. Even if you just do that one hour um, for your own professional development, it'll all be sort of bundled in together and it'll just help you get your head around what you're supposed to be doing. Um, But that would be the take home. You need to know what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, get onto it. Excellent advice. Thank you, Sasha. You are always such a font of knowledge for all things regulatory. Uh, I refer to you often when there's changes in the law and we see each other at events and you say, Amanda, I've got something new for you. You better be across this one. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. My pleasure. How do our listeners find out more about you and real estate training solutions? And please, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, look, you can find us at RETS or RETS.com.au or look, give us a call, no obligation, 1300-850-980. We are business as usual. So, you know, in these crazy times, just give us a ring and look, as I said, no obligation, happy to help you work out what you're supposed to be doing. So, yeah, happy to help. Excellent. And I will make sure that all the important resources, all the links are in the show notes under this episode over at yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash podcasts. Thanks again, Sasha. Have a good, uh, safe, 
quiet week. Yes. <laughs> and you. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? today?